Hello, welcome to today's immigration tidbit. Are you in deportation proceedings or do you know someone who's in deportation proceedings and they've received the NTA, the notice to appear, and you're wondering what exactly is that? What is the notice to appear? Well, if you've ever seen a criminal trial or, you know, based on everything we've seen politically uh, the last year, an indictment uh, where essentially it lists what charges are being brought and so forth, it's similar to that. The notice to appear is the beginning of the process of the U.S. government trying to deport uh, a person. Okay, um, there's certain due process afforded uh, to people. They can't just be thrown out of the country and they get their day in court, sort of say. And so the way that that process begins is with the notice to appear. So the notice to appear has a few sections on it, uh, which are relatively normal in every notice to appear. Uh, the first course would be uh, essentially stating who you are and when you came into the country, how you came in, and essentially what your country of citizenship is. Uh, And each each one is numbered, okay? And then after that, uh, it lists the uh, items that you did or that they claim you did in order to make you deportable. So they'll list, for example, that, you know, you committed fraud uh, or burglary and, you know, whatever date your sentence was, whatever. Um, and that lists the section of why they want to deport you. And then uh, the the next section will be the area of law that they are using to show what authority they have to deport you. So uh, essentially, say under, you know, section whatever, whatever of the Immigration and Nationality Act, uh, because you are considered an aggravated felon and so forth, um, you know, that would be the ground uh, for removability. And so that particular document um when you have the master calendar hearing um you or your attorney has to plea uh you know either agree or disagree uh confirm or not confirm basically each of the allegations in the notice to appear and you first have to understand that the burden of proof is on the government to prove by clearing convincing evidence that you're removable. So I can't tell you the number of times over the three decades that I've practiced uh, that a judge will, an immigration judge, will try to alter that burden. So for example, uh, like I was stating, there'll be something on the notice to appear which will show the crime they believe that you committed. Um, and the judge, without even looking at any of the documents immigration has, without looking to see if the conviction documents are proper, whether they're authenticated, uh, whether they apply to you, uh, will turn to you, the person in removal proceedings, known as the respondent, and say, did you commit this crime? You know, things like that. Um, of which I, you know, 
assuming I'm in the courtroom with the respondent, I will jump in and give the spiel about how the respondent has no duty um, to answer that question, and that by answering that question, the judge is altering the law, the burden of proof that needs to be shown in order to to determine whether or not the respondent is removable. And then I'll get into claiming the fifth uh, for the respondent. Say on the fifth, they, they won't answer that. And then, of course, the judge comes back and says, this isn't a criminal proceeding, blah, blah, blah. And um, ultimately, uh, he or she cannot force the respondent to answer. And ultimately, he, the judge cannot change the burden uh, per the NTA. So on the NTA, when the immigration has listed various crimes, it is their duty to bring conviction documents to prove that that's the case. Now, conviction documents are not internal immigration documents with 10,000 different codes written on it that nobody knows what they're talking about you know, unless you happen to be one of the officers inside immigration. That's not a conviction document, and that document should be objected to in order to show that the conviction is legitimate on on the NTA. So there's all kinds of things that happen with the NTA at the master calendar hearing. And even though the master calendar hearing is only a few minutes long, minus the two hours you wait to get called by the judge, um, it's very important. It determines the um, path that will be taken uh, in immigration in your case, uh, the relief you will be seeking, the applications you will be submitting, uh, whether you're determined to be removable, whether the case can be terminated. It's all kinds of stuff that can happen. So just as a side note, when, you know, somebody, uh, you know, a relative of somebody in detention goes, what do I need to do to help during the master calendar proceeding? I mean, that's like, you know, that's like breaking an arm and asking, can you tell me how I fix my arm right now? I mean, there's just so many things that have to be done in order to uh, try to maintain and win the case so that you're not removed or deported. Um so the NTA also has on it, or should have on it, uh, when the court date is, where it is, and the time. If it does not have that, then there are, are cases out there that are saying the NTA is defective and you could make a motion to terminate the case because of it. If someone doesn't know when their court date is um, and they're served with the NTA. So there's all kinds of stuff that can be done. Now, it doesn't mean if the case is terminated because of a defective NTA that, uh, you know, they can't just reserve another NTA, but this time do it properly. Um, but that, in a nutshell, is the NTA or notice to appear. There's a lot of stuff to it. I've just sort of touched the surface, uh, but at least hopefully you have a little idea of how to handle and uh, what needs to be done when you have an NTA and immigration proceedings have begun against you in order for them to try to remove you from the United States. Okay. Short cast club.